From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby Butler. He's Brandon Bond. Hey, Let's crack open a cold Sierra Nevada hazy little thing IPA, the official beer of the Pucks Out Podcast. Mmm. Mmm. <sighs> cold. Ooh, I tell you what, man. That beer is mighty tasty. Yeah. Don't mm. forget, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. And on those sites, you'll find uh, the link to our what a maneuver store where you can get everything you need tank tops hoodies onesies yeah i was gonna say i mean throw the onesies in there bro yeah because we have a an abnormal amount of toddlers that toddlers don't wear onesies do they no they wear toddler tees which you can also get uh, on so the store yeah, there you go yeah but but you know the onesies for the infants. for the mega infant fans yeah <laughs> so how's this uh quarantine going for you buddy oh man it's uh it's it's going um like we said last week, I'm busy. It's uh, what day twenty six without sports. Yeah, um, we're in week three of the quarantine. You know, and we had to go cold turkey. It wasn't like we could get some, you know, injection of sports beforehand to like wean us off of it. It was just yeah. boom, no sports. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, though, as Preds fans, we got at least we got a little bit of a winning streak before it started. Right, it felt good. We, you know, taking down Dallas a couple times was real nice. Right before, right before the end. Um, so good for us. The Titans are, you know, still moving. The NFL is still moving. So it gives you a little bit of something, something yeah. to look for. And we'll get into the, the NFL draft up. actually here soon. Yeah, it should be next week or two weeks. We, we maybe do a preview or something. Yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll do a do a wrap up. Well, it was announced today that the draft is still happening on schedule, but everyone will be drafting from their homes on like a Zoom. More than likely, it'll be uh, Microsoft. Uh, oh, I'm definitely getting up in that chat. Dude. I'm <laughs> definitely getting up in that chat, yeah, and spamming. It, it, it'll probably end up being Microsoft Teams since the NFL is uh, sponsored by Microsoft. Do you think my boy Chris Godwin's going to get me in on the uh, the war room? Uh, he told me, yeah. He told. Well, why is he talking to you, bud? <laughs> Man, come on. You're even getting more clout with my players, bro. Uh, what but, about you, bud? How about, how, busy, man. Yeah, uh, we did yard work this weekend. Yeah, same here. Work's busy. I'll tell you, man. Honestly, though, getting out there and doing about 12 to 16 hours of yard work was exactly what I needed. It completely took my mind off of everything. I wasn't sitting and looking at my phone about what's happened now, what happens every 10 minutes. I'm so sore, but it's it was nice to be outside and have at least some semblance of normalcy. Yeah. Uh, built a nice little fire pit. I'll have to nice. show you, man. It's actually pretty cool. So yeah, we got a real some- small one that, you know, we cut that tree down. We got to burn all that stuff now. Yeah. But our yard is infested with those wild onions, so we had to spray the yard to get rid of those. It's Every you, year they come back. Do you think that's like a, like an ogre thing? Uh, possibly. <laughs> Shrek's been hanging out <laughs> yeah. and taking dumps on your yard, bro? <laughs> I can't believe that hasn't round, wound up the I'll, dogs. I don't know. Well, I tell them to get out of my swamp every day. <laughs> That's true. You got to do that. or Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. otherwise the ogres, they just keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I deal with my ogre infestation a whole different way. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, so let's get into some news. Some serious news today, yeah. I think, man. So right? let's start off with uh, Dr. Fauci, part of the uh, White House uh, coronavirus task force also the the man yeah he is the man the um the hall of fame the bobblehead hall of fame is has is making a making a bobblehead of his and giving 20 percent of the proceeds to corona the coronavirus oh effort. i'm getting one so yeah duh, you obviously think, you think he'll have a pop figure made I, f- I think you can customize one if they don't. I mean, that's what an absolute hero. Uh, saw the article on him t- about his wife talking about him working 18-hour days, having to remind him to eat, sleep, drink yeah. water. And Hey, man, it's it's good to have somebody like that battling on the front lines for us. Yeah. But anyway, so he was asked about people looking forward to baseball games and concerts this summer. He, did, he didn't get the answer directly, but he one thing he did say is that and none of that can really resume until we stop the virus, which... It will only happen with a vaccine, which many experts, including him, expect will not be ready right before 2021 or early 2021. Now, let me hit you with this. I think that he may have been avoiding the question because there that, that was a trick question. Nobody is excited for baseball games to start. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, but that's um, some scary stuff. But it's one of those things that like if you get back into this and start putting 60,000 people in the same place again too early, then we're yeah. right back at square one. Yeah. Uh, so it's unfortunate. You know, I feel like I feel like the governors and the, the federal government have been like just throwing this at us like a couple weeks at a time because we're going to because if they told us, <laughs> hey, bro, we're going to shut this place down until September. We're going to wild out. So, so I think they're treating it like kids on traveling on vacation with their folks where they're like, oh yeah, no, we're almost there when they're really just like left the state. So, um, I think that's how they have to have to handle it. Otherwise, a lot of people are just going to throw their hands up and say, forget about it. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. go do something and I'm not going to not going to pay attention to the these these rules. And But uh, coming up, I think that we now that this is kind of settled in, I guess uh, that, yeah. that, you know, no hockey's coming back and, pr- and probably no no basketball and, and it doesn't look like baseball and it looks like football will be affected i think we want to do a wrap-up of the nhl season yeah we'll be doing up. uh starting next week we'll start doing uh season reports and gm grades uh, for, yeah. we'll go by the divisions Division. we'll start with pacific yeah. then go central then metro then atlantic yeah atlantic. don't forget <laughs> the atlantic bro you're trying to throw them under the bus there man uh yeah so in that way we'll get that'll give us a give us a good little chunk to speak about we can talk about all the different teams in the uh all the different teams that are in the division and how their GMs did. And that way we can kind of get back a little bit into talking a little hockey since we don't have any, looks like doesn't, we don't have any hopes that this season is going to be coming back. I mean, the KHL canceled their season. I'm pretty sure the CHL and the AHL canceled theirs. I'm not sure about that. Internet, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the NHL is trying to hold out so they don't have to pay you guys your money back for all those tickets. They're just <laughs> oh. like, oh, we're not sure. <laughs> yeah. Just hang hang tight. Oh, man. they've already uh, I've already been told by my rep, we're not getting money back. So next season, when you go to pay for your tickets, use that credit or whatever, but then say, you know what? We're going to get you back on the <laughs> other half when we got it. It's all good because you guys did that to us. Yeah. That's very unfair for them to do to folks. I'm sure a lot of teams are going to be trying to do that and attempting to do that. But it's also like during this situation, the airline's giving you credit back for, uh, oh, well, you can use that anytime within a year. Well, if I can't fly anywhere within <laughs> yeah. a year, Gary, I don't, I mean, I don't know why this guy's named Gary, but he's, you know, he's Sounds making like me Gary mad. to me. He's a, super Gary, bro. Um, but yeah, that'll get us kind of into, get, give us a little, a little something or another to talk talk hockey and kind of bring back some not old school hockey talk so let's move on unfortunately would have been our games of the week like always no games but we will be talking about some other games we'll be talking about our top five greatest sports memory in our lives now we have to be alive for this we have to have seen it we had to experience it some of these we were at some of them we were not but i'll start out with my number five and I know this is pretty high up on your list. Super high up. It's, but uh, didn't this, make is, my this isn't just a, one of my favorite sports memories. It's also one of my favorite memories of my, my, with my dad. Yeah. It was the kick six all in the Iron Bowl. I remember sitting on the couch and, you know, he was on his computer. I was kind of on my phone. The game, in essence, because the game's it, over. Yeah. We weren't, because especially since we were, we're not Auburn fans, we're not Alabama fans. To us, we were just watching the Iron Bowl. We're like, all right. In fact, I think he had almost changed the channel when I think like he couldn't find the remote or something. That's and so like, it was like, oh, whatever. Sound, <laughs> sounds like Glenn. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Thank God, though, right? Yeah. Thank God. So he had run it now about 30 yards. And I remember I going to say, oh, shit, he might take this thing back. Well, it's one of those situations where if you get the chance to run it back, you're out there with a bunch of offensive linemen and, and kickers. Yeah. You know, like you can outrun those dudes. Uh, but he went from, I mean, he, his his foot was basically on yeah. the out, out on the on the out of bounds line in the end zone. Yeah, you got to wonder if was. they had the inter- the uh, replay capability they have now. If that wouldn't have gotten called back. No, I mean they had the replay. Oh, they did. Yeah, I mean yeah. it wasn't. It was. It was. It seems like we, decades ago. We watched. I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, it was 2013, bro. <laughs> yeah, so 2013 wasn't wasn't too too far away. It feels like forever though. Uh, so that dude, is up last week list. feels like 20 years ago. <laughs> the 26 days that we've been uh, we've we've experienced these past 26 days yeah. are just rolling into each other. <laughs> so it is on my list. I do have a little bit more to say about it i'm gonna wait until it comes up on my list yeah but obviously i gotta give props where props are due great choice for your oh for yeah. your list man uh, what a what a great moment in sports history auburn fan or no so my number five uh i know that you have this on your list as well but i'm number four i have sweeping the blackhawks yeah. as um as just uh just you know i've seen some playoff you know uh, some playoff series wins at that point in time we slid into that we slid into those playoffs in the eighth seed essentially the 16th overall seed had to play the top 
overall seed in, in Chicago, which had over 100 points that season, was having a fantastic season. There didn't look like any way in hell that we were going to be able to win that series. And then we come out the first game and we win it one nothing. It's like, okay, was that a fluke? And then we come out and we put it to him again game two. And so it was just increasingly, you kept thinking every when every game started, when is this going to end? When is Pat- Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze and C- Corey Crawford going to turn it on and they're going to put it to us? And it just never happened. Uh, so getting to whip out the brooms every time a Blackhawks fan is, decides they want to talk smack is always nice. And, yeah. that, and that obviously solidified such a run for the Preds that you couldn't put every series in that season on this list, but that's kind of where it started. And so that's why I wanted to make sure I got it on my list. Yeah, I mean, that I mean that destroyed the Blackhawks. It did. It, it did. Devastated them as a program. Do you remember the uh, the the? It could have been satire. It could have been real. The Reddit post. The the Reddit post in infamy. It was basically like some guy that was like, I just don't see how the Blackhawks' greatest season can be thwarted by the Predators who had such a poor season. I'm just going to suggest that we we play over the series again. And if the Preds win, I'll admit that they were better. <laughs> it's like, I'm so sorry, sir. That's not how sports work. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what? We're going to give them a redo. We're going to hold off on all the second round games so this guy on Reddit can get his replay of the game. So, But what a great series. Uh, and obviously, that's been the Preds' Preds uptick and the the Blackhawks downturn yeah. through this time through this time frame. So you said you got uh, what do you got at number four? You got yeah, I have sweep of the Blackhawks at number four. Well, what else you got got to, got to add to to what I had? Man, to say, you man. you kind of covered it, and it was a uh, pretty sure Victor Arvidsson goal. And I remember back to watching it live, yeah. and I remember thinking that at that point, holy crap, this can happen. Yeah, that this is this is no longer a dream. We're getting close to this being a reality. Right. And, you know, that series put Bridgestone on the map. Yeah, it did. It really That's, did. You know, that series, that season, that playoff, that made Nashville a hockey town. Yeah. And people saw it because it because yeah. people weren't tuning in to see the Nashville Predators, but they were tuning in to see the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. And I think we were just not a soon after that they did that. start tuning in to watch the Preds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and we got we got so many fans that are across the nation now just by watching that that playoff run, something that this city yeah. really embraced and really really took. I mean, we were hockey fans before then, but that really turned yeah. our love into hockey. I mean, winning yeah. can do that. Yeah. Winning can make you love something more yeah. because. And I mean, just as much winning, and but also like you have to fast fast forward to the final. Yeah. The loss to the Pens also, while not a lot of people want to talk about it, it solidified it as a hockey town too because it's easy when you win the cup to to stay a hockey town. Sure. It's hard when you have a heartbreaking loss like that. When you've been there so close. Yeah. And- Luckily, one thing the whole city was able to gather around was the hate of Mike Milbury. Yes. I think yeah. that once you heckle Mike Milbury out of your town, you officially are a hockey town. That's yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> I agree with that. But I mean, you can you, you can look back to that same season. A team that didn't go to the cup that year that was so close was Ottawa. And oh, they yeah. have, and they have had such a terrible run. Yeah. this these past. Few I mean, I've years. talked about it a couple episodes ago. You know how much would have changed if they had scored that that third overtime goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 interesting to see how little little events can change the dynamic of a yeah. hockey team. All right, so what do you have at your number four? My number four is it's and it's really weird. I didn't expect myself to have a regular season NFL game on here because I mean, you know, it's yeah. a regular season NFL game. But when I got to thinking about it, I was actually there in the in the stands. It was a Thursday night game, December. It's cold. Titans are playing the Jags. Derrick Henry runs for 238 yards and four touchdowns, including a 99-yard touchdown. I'll tell you, man, it was just a surreal feeling to... Because we didn't have great seats. We just wanted to get in the game, Thursday night game. It was a surreal feeling seeing a guy go coast to coast like that. You know I mean? (laughs) Seeing it in a basketball game is one thing, and it's impressive. But just to see that man run with a a purpose, and it... I mean, it just didn't look like he was going to be able to be stopped. I mean, it was was absolutely... absurd and i think back on that one of the coolest 
things I've ever been a part of in a football game. And I've, you know, I've been a part of a lot of cool stuff and, and seen a lot of cool stuff happen. But, uh, but just thinking back on that and actually being in the stadium when it happened and just seeing the crowd erupt on a, on a late December cold night, it was unreal and will probably be one of my favorite sports memories for the rest of my life. What is your number three? All right. This is going to make a lot of people mad. One of my, it's one of my favorite moments in history. The 2001 AFC divisional game. The snow game. Yeah. Some people call it the tuck rule game. That's, I call it the snow game. That's um, honestly, if you're asking me as a non-Patriots fan, absolutely disagree with you. I think a lot of people look back on that time on that games in particular fondly. It was the beginning of the dynasty. I mean, a lot of people look back at it as a memory. Some people look I, back at it, you know, in disgust, or some people look well, back at it and see the the beginning of the dynasty. To me, is it's cool to see it start, but when it gets going, is when you get frustrated and you dislike it. Yeah, I, I mean, I that's I, I remember watching that. Yeah, game, I you know you, I remember uh, where I was. Like, yeah, I, I was I was painting. I was like little kid i was painting my room yeah you know that was freaking 19 years ago you yeah. know like i was like 11 years old so like i yeah. was like helping my folks paint the room and you know back then you got a little 20 inch tv and that's a big tv for the time <laughs> and you're just watching it with butt buddy ears or cable or whatever that was also a surreal game you're yeah. like oh drew bledsoe's coming out well the patriots are down and then this Young guy, Tom yeah. Brady comes. I mean, in. it was a perfect storm for football. Adam, Snow. Adam Vinatieri. Yeah. Game winning I mean, field goal. Yeah. I mean, between them having to clear the snow for for Vinatieri, between you know Brady's arm being forward motion, it, it, it all you know it was great to watch. Especially since I had already been kind of a at that point I was already a Red Sox fan. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really been a Patriots fan yet, but I was watching it kind of just as a fan of the sport. And then after that, I was like, you know, I kind of atta- I was young. I attached them because yeah, I'd already been a, I'd already happens. been a Celtics and a Red Sox fan. So at that point. Uh, stick with New England. It will never make my top five or top ten, obviously. But if we're just talking just general sports memories, what a great yeah. sports memory. I agree with that. So your number three. This may seem a little odd, but my number three has nothing to do with any teams that I'm a part of, anything like that. It's a lot like you putting your the kick six on yours. My number three is the 2006 Rose Bowl National Championship game again, uh, with Texas and USC. That uh, score ended 41-38. It was back and forth. You had Reggie Bush. You had Vince Young. You had Matt Leinart. You, I mean, it was just one of the craziest football games I've ever seen. And Vince Young single-handedly put that team on his back carried them to the national championship and I just it was one of the first national championship games in which I'm old enough to my parents are basically saying hey you know you can stay up and watch the game if you want but you know just you know be mindful of how late it is and you know you make sure you get to bed and I remember when Vince Young makes that monster run and goes through about eight people and 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 truck sticks his way into the end zone. I ran downstairs as quietly as I could to grab the phone because I needed to call Sasa because we <laughs> needed to talk about. He's like, "Did you just see that, bro?" I was like, "Yes, yes, yes." And we sat on the phone like little schoolgirls watching the w- watching the rest of that football game. And so, not only obviously one of the greatest football games that I've ever seen in my entire life, but just a cool experience to be able to experience as a young high school kid that you know is old enough to be trusted to stay up and watch a watch a football game and go to bed when just a surreal experience i loved every second of that football game i thought i was gonna die when reggie bush ran and jumped into two guys and then tried to just spin around and turn and throw it to somebody yeah and nobody was there <laughs> so, yeah i remember so that like game little like little points and little little pieces of that game that'll just stick with me forever yeah. so that's why uh that is one of my uh one of my top five sports memories yeah i remember watching that game kind of getting ready for bed and kind of going in and out of the room because i was, the game was running pretty late for you know Nowadays they wouldn't have a, a national championship going on that late. Well, it was in uh, it was in Pasadena, yeah, and it was Texas and USC. Used to they started the game at eight. Yeah, that was the that was the the gu- the, yeah. the the plan. So, but I I used to always root for a close game because if it was a blowout, I would have been sent to bed. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And one. That game reminds me a lot of one of my biggest heartbreak, which will rank heartbreak in moments. Mm-hmm. But that is the year before the uh, the Bush push when uh, USC versus Notre Dame, when Notre Dame thought they had won it for stopping Matt Leinart. Oh, yeah. And then Reggie Bush comes in and, and pushes him in the back. Yeah. And pushes him in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. Yeah, and that, that was a heart as a Notre Dame fan. That was heartbreaking. It was, so, that was a super that was super heartbreaking 
to Mantateo. That wasn't Mantateo's team. No, that was no Mantateo. was playing when we were in when I was in college. That was uh, that they played Alabama mm-hmm. in the national championship. Which honestly wouldn't even consider that one a heartbreak. But Notre Dame fans saw that coming a mile away. Well, everybody knows my distaste for Alabama, but uh, one of our one of our brothers decided to. He was a Notre Dame fan. He decided to bet me a hundred dollars that. Notre Dame would win straight up. What? No, no line, nothing. So it was a perfect storm for me. If anybody asked me if I'll pay out a hundred dollars and Alabama doesn't win the national championship, I'd do it every year. No question. I'd start every college football season and say, here's my hundred. Alabama doesn't win the national championship. So it was like a win-win for me. I had to see Alabama win a national title, but I got a hundred bucks yeah, out of it. That's beer money. <laughs> well, it was, it was glossy. So it was Jim's, it was essentially Jim's credit yeah. and I just dispersed it over a six month period and got that. I remember uh, we, I played a drinking game for that. Uh, every Alabama score was a shot of Jack. Every Notre Dame score was a shot of Jameson. Needless to say, my Jameson did not run out that night. Didn't. You had plenty. You had plenty. <laughs> you probably got to drink as much as uh, Lene Kakua, Mantateo's <laughs> fake girlfriend. <laughs> All right, so moving on to my number two is the 2004 ALCS Game 4 Big Poppy walk-off home run to continue the series what would come to be one of the greatest comebacks in baseball history for the Red Sox. Yeah, that was dope. I yeah, mean, again, and it was that that helped them break the curse. I remember watching it and just being ecstatic. I was jumping up and down, and if it wasn't for my homerism, that would have made number one. But all right, so what do you have as your number two? So my number two is one that we've already talked about. Obviously, uh, it was your number five, the kick six. Now, being an Auburn fan, it just automatically ranks it higher in in terms of, of what's happened in your life because it's your team, right? I mean, we've already talked a lot about it, but Chris Davis takes a 109-yard return back for the touchdown with one second left on the clock. If you'll recall, the time had run out before the kicker got out there and the timeout was called. Nick Saban yeah. fought for to the death <laughs> to get that second. But I, I just really wanted to mention something that I didn't mention when you were talking about it was Rod Bram, Rod Bramlett, the Auburn play-by-play guy, called that play to perfection. Yeah. It was so good. He's passed he's since passed away now. So, I mean, obviously that will be a legacy to live on, but there's the point where he gets past all the guys and he screams, they'll chase him forever. <laughs> and, you know, it was just one of those moments where if like that's your team, like you hear that and even just saying it. Goose- I mean, it's not even my team. I just got goosebumps. Goosebumps yeah. roll down through you, man. It was just such a perfectly called call. Yeah. Some people try too hard when they're making play by play calls to make it to make it legendary by saying it. Joe Bucks, Joe Buck does that a lot. Like when yeah. the Cubs were playing, like everything that happened during the Cubs World Series series joe buck tried to make it larger than life because he wanted because he knows this is going to be in the world for forever but it's almost the opposite happens right exactly and he worked with and and he worked with al michaels for so long that in al michaels that stuff just flows through him like you know do you believe in miracles and everything like that 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 kind of stuff just comes from al michaels you know but al michaels releases it so subtly yeah joe buck and in not all cases. A lot of times I like Joe Buck. Yeah. I like him calling games and I like him being away from football or, or in, in baseball. But he you can tell when he knows that people will be listening, it's almost yeah. like he wants it to be a legendary call. And we I mean, as far as our opinions, that's not how legendary calls are born. Legendary calls are natural that flow into the moment. They'll chase him forever. It wasn't yeah. a it wasn't a he's just throwing this out there because it was, you know, it's going to make him make him have a sound bite. He was throwing it out there because that was his feeling in the yeah. time of the play. And so just uh, just those words right there just always brings a little, you know, a little a little tear to my eye, bro. And so yeah. I, I needed to bring those up. Uh, kick six. We already talked yeah. a lot about it. And I remember War texting Eagle. you right after it happened, like right oh, after yeah. the game. And I think your response was just like, holy shit yeah well we usually and i think you sent me a video of like you I, I think you're watching it with the fam we always do uh because my mom's birthday's right there at the end of of october and so we do a three-sided party we do a my mom's birthday an iron bowl party and then an early ugly christmas sweater party and so we had everybody there we had all the and yeah and we usually roll we do go out and roll the front yard whenever that happens and we win a game and we win a big big game so now 
that's been before the shortage of toilet paper. We're probably not going to be able to do that in, in, anymore. What do you got for number one, bro? You got to... All right, man. So this was a game I was actually in attendance for for the Preds. Me too, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was there with my wife. Uh, I always try and take my wife to the Valentine's Day game every year. This was February 13th, 2018. Preds versus the Blues. For those of you that either weren't fans or don't remember this game, the Preds were down 3 nothing up until maybe 10 minutes left in the third. Can I hang tight now that now that the Preds are officially down 3 nothing to the Blues? Stephanie and I, my girlfriend, that was one of our first uh, first dates around that time. And so we went to this game. And so it was 3 to nothing and we decided that you know what? Let's just go to let's just go to Broadway in second for a little while and hang out. This is a a bad game. It's no big deal. Continue. All right. So in the third period, Callie Yonkrock opens it up for the Preds. Finally, it's been a long game. It's been hard to watch. You know, obviously Preds fans are getting crazy. You know, we're up on the board. Nobody's really thinking to come back because we've just been playing slow all game. Finally. A couple minutes later, Austin Watson opens it up again on a shorthanded goal. I was getting drunk at Doc Holliday's at this yeah. time. And then game wasn't on. And then maybe 90 seconds later, Watson scores again and ties it up. And it's insane. The place, I don't think I've ever seen Bridgestone as loud as that in person. Yeah, I didn't either. I was, <laughs> I was not there. <laughs> and then we go to the overtime and Philip Forsberg, Prince Philip himself, uh, gets uh, tripped on the breakaway. He gets a penalty shot. Scores the penalty shot to close the game out. It was the best game I've ever been to in my life. Bobby, you are so welcome. Because <laughs> the only reason that happened is because I left. If you recall, that was pre-getting my Ryan Johansson jersey dehexed in New Orleans. So it was still cursed. So like <laughs> the reason we were losing three to nothing was because I was in there wearing my Ryan my Joey jersey. And so when I left, I let the magic flow through that place. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny because I I mean, we went out, we had us a good little time on Broadway, right? You know, yeah. I said, forget this, forget this Preds game. There's 81 other ones of the, them this year. You know, we're getting in the car and our Uber was like, man, how about them Preds? And, you know, me <laughs> thinking that we've got, you know, we just got our ass handed to us. I was like, yeah, I know, man. Sucks, doesn't it? He's like, what? And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, they they came back and won 4-3. I was like, no, dude. I said, you're lying to me, sir. And so I looked it up, and he was not lying to me. That that in itself was almost as crazy yeah. <laughs> as, you know, and some people get so mad that they leave. Like, look, I understood, I understood what was happening when I stood up and I walked out. The yeah, door, you understood you that know, there was a like, possibility. I'm not mad at this. Yeah. Like, I've seen plenty of sports. You know, luckily, I mean, if it was a playoff game, I would have never dreamt of left yeah. the building. But like as a regular season game. Stephanie got wanted to go on, on to this game together, and but I mean she's not as big of a sports fan as I am, and I get that. And so she, you know, we were both kind of bored, and so I wanted to go out. So, but I was so happy to to hear because you called me, and, yeah. and my my Uber driver thought that I was a an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what a good choice, though, and, and and I'll tell you, being there and actually seeing it is uh, is always gonna rank it higher in the list, even yeah. if it's just a regular season game. Just like our uh, our dominance in that in the against the Blues in the morning games. Oh like, yeah. yeah, those are always fun, and those will always be great memories. Just because getting getting tanked at eleven a.m. Yeah. watching hockey. I think dude. that actually needs to get a call a shout out too. Yeah. Was that morning because that was? I mean, we went to a, we went to that bar and they were like using the. Uh, the grinder on on like a model. Oh of a Stanley yeah, that Cup. was Paradise Park before yeah. it got closed and reopened. Yeah, dude, the guy was using like a like a buzz saw on this yeah. thing, like making music. I was like, only in Nashville, baby. What's <laughs> yeah. up with my free pitcher? <laughs> yeah, those those matinees, those Sunday matinee games against the Blues, man. They, they, just, you see how much of a hockey town Nashville yeah. is those mornings. Yeah, and as much as we smack talk St. Louis and you know the Blues, and usually their fans are pretty cool. Yeah, I've I've usually I've never met like a really really obnoxious blues fan like they get it they get yeah. there from st louis and you know like and so the same thing can be arguably said about nashville you know like, so uh so blues fans are always fun to to kick it on broadway with yeah. if, if you get a chance but all right man round us out and you're number boom, one boom 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 
Uh, I'll bet you're wondering, how the heck did Kick 6 not make his top one? That's because there was a better Iron Bowl game. Maybe not as memorable for its one single play. The 2009 Iron Bowl will spot you 24. That's when Alabama and Auburn were playing and A.J. McCarron and the, uh, I want to say Derrick Henry led, maybe, maybe Mark Ingram. I can't, I don't, I don't specifically remember who the, who the running back was, but we were down by 24 after uh, 24 to, they scored 24. We scored three before the half. And so we're in halftime. It's 24 to three. So that's not looking strong for a Nick Saban led football team that had won the national championship previous, the previous year, Cam Newton and Nick Fairley. And my boy, Lutz and Kirkin, just go absolutely off, man, and dominate. They end up winning the game. And again, one of these reasons that I love this game so much, not only beating Alabama, because that in itself is a successful season for Auburn, but just the... We then go on to the SEC championship and dominate Missouri. And then we go to the national championship and have a really great football game against Oregon. But there were just so many awesome, awesome games that year. Watching Cam Newton play football at the at the college level was such a pleasure. As much as, as dominating as Joe Burrow was this past season in LSU, there was nothing like watching Cam Newton. Hey, bud, not to burst your bubble, but I think you mean 2010, not I, 2009. <laughs> I do mean 2010 and not 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, everybody. I'm so sorry. 2010 and 2011 season, not the 09 2010 season. Yeah, because we I was looking up. You said Mark Ingram, and I was like, I was like, I'll see who the running back was. It was Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson. Then you bring up Cam Newman. I'm like, Trent Richardson. That's who it was. I was yeah. like, uh, so he had zero <laughs> passing yards and didn't even play in the game. I Cam see because Cam Newton wasn't on the team. And that's how dominant he was, Bobby. And that's how dominant he was. No, no, the 2010 season. But Nick Fairley has that strip sack and just just play after play of just like we can do. I mean, because me again, me and Sasa, we call each other when stuff like this is happening. I guess we are just little girls in that instance. We call it's like you hang up first. What (laughs) is going on, bro? Like, how the hell are we losing like this? And and there was a couple of games that season that it seemed like, man, what is Cam? What is Cam doing? He always just found a way. He just had a little magic left in him. And so that solidifies that uh, national championship season. One of my all-time favorite memories. I was actually down there for the Georgia game. Me and Sass went down there for the Georgia game that year, which is super awesome. The Deep South's oldest rivalry. And that was when it was up in, up in the air. It's like, oh, is Cam Newton going to play? Or are they going to sit him because of all the controversy that was happening? And Auburn was just like, forget it, man. We're just going to... We're just going to let him play, bro. Like, uh, you know, we're, we're going to see what's up. So that's my number one. I could, we could sit here and we could talk about favorite sports mini memories yeah. for hours. Honestly, dude. we might do it. We might in a couple of weeks cut, do a top five from each sport. That'd be cool. Maybe top two from baseball, but <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do, we're going to do one memory from baseball. Yeah. Not even a favorite. Just <laughs> if you can remember something that happened in baseball. Yeah. And it'll more than likely be a sounds game or the baby cakes game. <laughs> The baby cakes game was super dope. Which Shout we will out. get into another episode. Shout out to the the to the Nolans baby game baby cakes, bros. All right, so let's move into outside the NHL, which we've pretty much been doing this whole episode now, <laughs> and that is uh, our condolences to the family of Todd Dempsey. He was the record holder for the NFL. He had a 63-yard field goal, and it, he held that record for uh, 43 years. But the dude had Todd. no toes. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, don't don't they have his uh, half cleat? They have his half cleat at the Absinthe House in on Bourbon Street. They that's have one. Sounds yeah, that sounds right. They have one of them, man. Yeah, Isn't it, that's super yeah. Because cool. he, he played with the Saints and he passed from uh, complications with coronavirus. That's that's so sad. Yeah, and uh, the record though was tied with Jason Elam from the Broncos, correct? Uh, I'm not sure. Can't can't speak one way or another on God that. God dang it, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but um, but no, that's that's super sad. Thoughts go out to to him and his family and to everybody that knows somebody or has lost somebody or, or, or whatever. So yeah, super sad. But <laughs> now to go from that super sad portion to the joke of the week that you brought to the table well, this do, week. Do we bro. want to separate it with a mid roll real quick? 
I think we do. Go ahead and mid-roll them. (laughs) Just to kind of clear the air from this sad subject that we brought up. Because they're going to need a little bit of a break to deal with this this joke of the week. All right, guys. Here's a mid-roll. Today's episode of Pucks Out Podcast is brought to you by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Sierra Nevada has been family-owned and operated since 1980. The number one craft brand in 2018 continues to be the number one selling hazy IPA and the fastest growing craft brand in 2020. Go get yourself the 2019 gold medal winning Hazy Little Thing IPA and experience the crisp and refreshing Magnum hops that they have to offer. Now back to the show. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Oh, wow. That was super sudden. <laughs> hey, y'all. Welcome back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So time to move on to joke of the week. And this week's joke is- Real quick. This is why I always find the joke of the week, bro. Just because this one's so freaking ridiculous <laughs> that I can't even believe it's come across my uh, my my document. But go ahead. Go ahead. So I was laying in bed with my wife and I was sitting there and I can't remember how it came up. I saw something stupid on Kickstarter and I was like, man, Kickstarter's got a lot of ridiculous things. Yeah. So I just Hold start. Real, let the folks know what Kickstarter is because some folks may not know. Okay, so it's pretty much if you have an idea and you don't have any backers for it, you can get you know your customers to be your backers. Pretty people much, people can people can buy a product and not receive that product until it hits it, its goal. Yeah, correct. Okay, yeah. So this is called the Licky Brush, and the tagline is "Lick your cat like a cat." Pretty much, it's a mouthpiece, but attached to it is a tongue with spikes on it, so you can just lick your cat. Bobby, I know we don't have video capacity at this time. But I would just really like the people to see my reaction to you reading it. <laughs> I've already heard it. I've already heard what you had to say about it. And my reaction is still the exact same. Is this a big enough product need that, I mean, you said it raised a lot of money on it Kickstarter, ra- it, right? Yeah, it was. This was back in 2018. So it's done. And you can actually, it's a done product. And you can it, go buy this. You guys. can go buy it. Please it, don't. But- it has 2,000 backers with $52,000 raised. <laughs> What is essentially a mouthpiece to lick your cat. It's been, I mean, Jimmy Fallon's used it. Uh, Kelly and whoever she's with now, uh, uh, Kelly Ripa and whoever she's with now used it on their show. Strahan? Uh, No, uh, Savage. Fred Savage. Oh, I did not know Fred Savage. I did not know either until I see it. Good morning with Kelly and Fred? I guess. First of all, I freaking love Fred Savage, and that's a dope. That's a dope addition. But no, he might have been no. a guest because it's a screenshot and it says Kelly and Ryan. So. No, let's get back to the cat licking thing. What? <laughs> what, Bobby? This is a joke. You were you were making this up. You paid for an entire website to be made to make it look like there's this thing that because like even if it's something that you could like place on your hand like a glove hand and like pet the cat and it's yeah. Like that. That's one thing. Like, still a little weird to me, but like, I get it. You know, well, I have something like that for people. the dogs, but it helps deshed them. Well, that's that's a that has purpose. Like, <laughs> you're not just trying to make them feel good by like licking them. Like, because like the purpose of the cat's licking is to clean. You're not even cleaning them, so like they're falsely getting cleaned, and they're like, hell yeah, appreciate you, bro. And you're not doing anything for them, man. What? You put it in your mouth? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. Cat, cat people, man. What a joke. I mean, yeah. look, not that we not that we exude a lot of a lot of feeling that makes us a cat type cat people type of podcast. I, I'm not even sure that I'd be worried about offending them at this point if they're gonna <laughs> use this product. Like liking cats is one thing, but putting something in your mouth so you can then lick your cat. I may have a that may be worse than the kite situation, and that's K I T E. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow, what so a joke. We've got our pop culture. We have a we have another draft for you today, and I feel really good about this. I'm excited. Dude, I'm gonna dominate you. See, remember I told everybody my 101 last week. Haven't even given it a second thought since then because I'm already not worried about straight dominating you. Uh, but just as a reminder, I get the 101. Right, because yep. you got the one hundred and one during yeah. the uh, during the uh, mascot draft. Yes. All right. So I've told you what I was going to pick. That's My pick speed. stays the same. Super speed because it is the best power, Bobby. All right. So I now get two picks. You do get two picks, which is could be make your make your superhero pretty strong. So I'm going to start off with enhanced vision, and that okay. means I can see every move your super speed guy can make. Who has that? 
Uh, you got to bring some examples of who brings it to the table. Marcus Millen, otherwise known as Hyperion from Marvel, he possesses superior sensory arrangement of visual capabilities. Weak! So he's got X-ray, electromagnetic, microscope vision. He ain't even in the first 19 movies, bro. I ain't even stressing <laughs> about this dude. He's well, they're saving trash. him for, for part two. Well, they got to have to because <laughs> my superhero is going to be pretty dominant at the end of this. Okay, so enhanced vision because you're trying to counter the speed. It'll never happen. Okay, so my next one is semi-intangibility, also known as phasing. Vision, okay, so vision, vision can do it. Yeah, no, I got phasing. Dr. Manhattan, Martian Manhunter. So you've really kind of left the world open for me here, bro, for my last two. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's cool. so many powers. I'm cool. not got, right, right, right. Yeah. I want the power that Kilgrave has, the one where he can just say something to you, and then you then have to do that thing. So when I'm like, hey, turn off your enhanced vision, and you're <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and so uh so that's going to be mine. So I got the super speed, I've got the super ability to tell you to to frig off. Okay, and so for my for my third and final pick, I'm going to go with the I guess it's telekinesis power like that Magneto has. Okay. Yeah. That's that's what I want is uh it's just the ability to like close you in even though you can see super good. Kind <laughs> of mess you up, bro. I guess you could phase out of it. Yeah. But I'm just going to keep moving the box with you. You're going to okay. phase out of it, but boom, gel cell with Okay. You. So <laughs> I'm going to take Dr. Xavier himself, telepathy. Okay. Which is okay. kind I of like thought my, about. that and mind control negates each other, I feel it's like. It's a little different than Kilgraves, but I mean, they're on the same level. Yeah. I could be like, hey, don't do this and to I'll me. And I'll be like, no. And you could be like, do this to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll basically come into the battle and we're like, we're both be like, we're not going to use this. Okay. okay. So <laughs> do we want to take, a, do we each want to take four? We can. We can. Sure. Okay. Take four. Sure. One. So go ahead and get your last one. Molecular rearrangement. I can rearrange so like, all the atoms. Okay. So like Ant-Man? And I can rearrange all the atoms around me, not just me. I can rearrange your atoms, all the atoms around me. I can pretty so much like the reality stone? Uh, pretty much. But, you know, Dr. Manhattan and Galactus has it. So it's, a, it's an ability out there in play. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I'll give it to you. So, since you've thrown this on me, even though I didn't prepare for anything past super speed anyway, <laughs> I want the uh, the Ultron ability to be able to, like, manifest myself within the internet. So, like, unless you cut me off from the internet, you can never kill me. So, what would you call that? Like, I would just call it the Ultron power. Having fiber? I don't having, know. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> having yeah. Google fiber? <laughs> having, like, having an in with the Comcast help desk. Yeah, Ultron centralized brain? Yeah, yeah, yeah I would we're getting say, there. Uh, we'll figure that out. I would out. say a, a, a moving, but it sounds like this our mind. battle between our superheroes are just going to be indefinitely long. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna speed away. I'm running real fast. All right, so move, and we'll have that'll be up on Twitter. You can vote on that. What are you gonna name your super superpower <sighs> superhero, bro? We'll think Me? about it. Me, my guy, his name Quick, Quick, but with a one instead of an I. <laughs> <laughs> Because know. of the, you know, because of the internet thing. Yeah. <laughs> I have to think about that. So you, you'll think about it yeah. and you put it on the dock of your, or the, uh, the pole. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, moving out of the superhero draft, superpower draft, let's move into this or that. I found us a couple this week, uh, tried to keep it a little safer for the people. Do you want to be? A reverse centaur or reverse merman. And basically that means that the you the horse is the top half of your body and the man's the bottom half of your body. Or a fish is the top half of your body and a man's the bottom half of your body. So what do you got? What are you thinking? I'm man? taking centaur. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy for me. I don't uh, I'm just, the ocean is ridiculously too big and vast. Not to mention, it's easier to find an equestrian doctor than a fish doctor if you true, get in trouble. True, true, true. You gotta, I mean, that's something you gotta put on, on the table. Yeah. So, I would agree with that. Besides the fact, like, dude, just like, can you imagine sitting in work? Like, they'd have, they would, the, all of our employers would have to provide reasonable accommodations for us. And so, like, can you imagine <laughs> me having to order, like, a phone headset for a horse head? That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so here's another here's the next one have eatable spaghetti hair that regrows each night or sweat non-sweet maple syrup this one was also super easy for me 
Maple syrup? No, the spaghetti hair. I don't like stuff on me. You know, like I don't like, you know, like when I'm eating wings, I'll eat wings with my hands, but I have to wipe after each wing that I eat. So question, when it says regrows each night, does that is does it only regrow if you eat it or if you don't eat it, it's just bigger? I would say it just regrows to a certain level. Like you keep it like just think about like the utility of that. Like, hey, can, honey, can you stop and get some, you know, some pasta on the way home? You're like, sure. And then what you do is you just <laughs> you just chop that bad boy <laughs> off, toss it in the pot, dude. You're like, hey, hey, I'll even make the noodles tonight. And they're thinking, wow, how nice of that is is of Bobby and Brandon to actually help us out with a little bit of the cooking. Now, when you made it non-sweet, is that because it? Because it, if it's sweet, then it would be sticky on your body. So I was taking like, that the other way. I was like, oh, he made it non-sweet to deter me from using it on pancakes. If you can do, <laughs> you can do, you can do sweet, but like you sweat a lot, bro. No, like, I mean I'm gonna stick gonna, with the non-sweet so it yeah. doesn't stick to me. But I can still use it on pancakes. Add some more butter in there, man. Add yeah. some Splenda. Yeah, no, I'm probably not. I mean, because like the sweat in itself is like. That's the sweat, though, is the biggest thing. Like, the hair is basically just dead anyway. You know? So that's why I'm going. So you're going you're going maple syrup, non-sweet. There's sweat. utility in both of them. Sure, sure. Yeah. You've got to think about the utility. One is more utility for dinner. One is more utility for breakfast. Sure. And, well, and, you know, but, like, long-term utility, we're, you know, we're in this quarantine. I'm just feeling like spaghetti hair is going to be. Although it would be, it would be much less attractive. Of, but then it's all, you're getting all carbs from your hair, whereas you can get sure. the, some more sugars and, you know, be able to survive a little sure. bit longer. I but think what about I'm sugars thinking, and carbs. What I'm thinking of is the worst part, though, is the pit stains that are going to come. Because it's going to be, it's going to look tank like. Tank tops. You, you got to wear tank tops. <laughs> you got to become a 100%. Exclusively tank tops. You got to be a 100% tank kind of fella. Yeah. Like, and flip flops. You can't be wearing socks and shoes with sure. your maple syrup, sure. sweaty feet. That's fair. All those are fair points. So yeah. like, yeah, but you'll immediately know if, you know, all your clothes, clothes are definitely ruined. Yeah. So like, and either way, you your dog, your home. dogs are now your, are definitely your best well, friend. It's non-sweet. Maybe they yeah. won't realize. Oh, and I mean, either but way, either. they're loving it either way. You're sitting there. The dogs are just <laughs> munching on that hair. Uh, <laughs> oh man. That one's a, that one's a little ridiculous. We talked about it a lot longer than I thought that we were going <laughs> to talk about that question. <laughs> All right, so let's move in to uh, Ask the Internet. What do you got for us? We're going to do two cards. I'm going to pull this one this week since you got to pull last ones last week. If both of your arms were gone and you could have two kitchen utensils as arms, what would they be? Oh, man. Do they have to be the same or can you have a different one on each arm? Uh, uh, This guy has a spoon and a fork. Oh, okay. I mean, spoon and a fork is solid. Those are solid. Those are very, like, you get a lot of utility from those. Yeah. For sure. But, I mean, a spatula would be solid, too. Because here's the thing. With a spoon and fork, you can't really... You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm taking? Yeah, tongs. You can't, yeah. Tongs are great. Tongs are great. I'm actually going to go with, like, uh, like uh, one of those double skewers. That's a, I couldn't remember the name of it, but, yeah, yeah I'm taking tongs and a, and a double skewer. Yeah, double skewer and tongs. But, see, that is going to make eating pretty difficult. So, like, I think I got to go with a spork on my left hand so i get fork at, oh no i'm sorry right hand i want tongs my skewer to be on my left hand and i want my spork to be on the right listen if if i'm in a point in my life where i've resorted to going to the kind of doctor that gives me these arms mm-hmm. i think i'm accepting that i mean all my meals caveman style and just throwing my head down <laughs> that is completely that is completely fair well, i have bigger issues than how i'm eating my meals i guess i guess my my thought process went more into like forks are definitely like a better item your boy likes cereal, so like you're not yeah. eating cereal with a uh, with a fork. So the sport you're dude, holding them with your forearms and just dumping that bowl see, in your mouth. See, I feel like the the skewers are gonna give me all the poking and kniving that I need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like I need some utility to because even when we go wild wild west style and like we are eating like caveman, the spork is still gonna provide some utility for like digging, yeah, and like stuff like that. So like I think this is gonna a play call. a big part too in bedroom time. Uh, yeah, I mean. I mean, well, think about this though. You could always be spooning your partner <laughs> if you got the if you got the sport, dude. So I'm just saying. Now you probably have to you'll probably have to find somebody that knits to get you like little yeah, cover, yeah, little yeah, covers for, the skewers. Like, for your skewers for bedtime because that could get dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And you'll have to do the thing they do the lobster claws with the tongs with yeah. the little rubber band. You got a rubber band them <laughs> yeah. up so you can't just like go crazy. <laughs> All right, what's the second one you got? All right, let's go in here. I'm going to pull out a random one. Ooh, this is a good one. 
And it's also a really tough one. If you could be any character from a TV show, who would you be? Oh, man. There's so just so many. Yeah, yeah, so, so many. So much. Are we limiting this TV shows and not movies, correct? Yeah, I think it's got to be just TV shows because, I mean, because movies uh, incorporate too much. But, yeah. But I would even say maybe exclude superhero yeah. TV shows, too. Like, just a guy that you want to be. Man, I mean, there's so many routes you could take. I know. I know. I'm trying to really. All right. So, for me and. Just gut it. What do you got, man? What do you got? Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer, not a bad I don't know why. Guy. Listen, he I tried to think of someone else, but no matter what route I took, I tried to think of like, oh, let me think of a different show. Jack Bauer just hit my mind. I'm like, all right, well, my gut's telling me Jack Bauer, so I'm taking Jack Bauer. Well, I had one pop into my head. And it's and it's also a it's also a super strange choice. Like I never thought that this would be one of the guys that I wanted to be. But Harry Bosch. That's I want to be Bosch, dude, because first of all, I love Titus Welliver, and Harry Bosch is one of the most decorated LAPD de- detectives yeah. in in his time. But the coolest part about Harry Bosch to me is how they incorporated into his story that he helped write on some TV shows. So like they wrote stories about his life. So he's super rich. So he's got like some super dope LA home that overlooks the city and he's just like a badass. And so just right off the top of my head, Harry Bosch. And for those of you that don't know, Bosch is a TV show on Amazon. I believe Bobby had talked about it on on one of his what what are you binging? So Harry Bosch just comes to mind. I'm sure there's a bajillion other characters that that you know pop into my head that I may want to be. Um, or Omar. I mean, not that I want to you know glorify the uh, the stick up boy lifestyle or anything, but. What a life, Omar though. Omar right? coming. Omar coming. You know. <laughs> you know who else I like. It was either it was between Jack Bauer and Scrooge McDuck. That is a very strange <laughs> that was a very strange call, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't jump into a pool of solid material. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if you're a cartoon character, maybe yeah. you could though. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's uh that's a possibility. So uh but yeah, that that'll that'll move us out of the ass the internet. I think those are some pretty good ones. I yeah. think that they kind of caught us off guard. So uh definitely uh, let's move into what are you binging now? And so I'll start off. You haven't seen this yet, have you? And I will not see it. I want to highlight. You're missing out, man. I, I am I, though. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Tiger King. It is the most batshit crazy thing I think I've ever seen on TV in my life. And which is exactly why I'm not watching it, because I don't care. You've got tiger sex cults. You've got sex tiger cults. <laughs> you've, got, you've got dudes stealing zoos. I mean, you've got... Uh, a gay zookeeper with three husbands. You've got a, a w- woman who killed her husband. This I mean, this sounds like this sounds like only a only a made up soap opera that comes on in the morning where retired moms watch. Bro. But it's all I real. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I'm not gonna glorify stupidity in this town by watching this show because. Number one, I watched the preview of it like, dude, I'm all about some crime and all some stuff happening, but I'm like a forensic files crime guy and everybody doesn't get that Like, because they always try to recommend crime stuff to me. If you got to talk about a crime over an entirety of a, of a season of a show, I'm not interested in that. I don't care about it. I want you to give me 30 minutes. I want you to hit me with the problem in the beginning. I want you to kind of Show me how you got there, and then I want to know the ending result of the of the crime. That well, happened. the whole season isn't about one crime. Exactly, exactly. They spend like two episodes talking about one of the crimes, and they do get in a lot of the forensics See, and the care. stupidity of not just the locals, thirty minutes, but the if investigators. Was, if, the, if 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 the Tiger King got a forensic files episode and Peter Thomas narrated it, I would be a hundred percent in on. I was just not interested. I was not at all interested in just watching the watching the trailer. I don't like a lot of those Netflix shows. You like you remember the one where the guy is like innocent or whatever? I didn't like, see that one. Yeah, see, like all those I don't like. I didn't like the staircase. Like I need a. Quick, I don't know what the staircase is. That's basically that guy that like pushed his wife down the stairs or didn't, and he had all these forensics of like how he didn't do it or, or he did. Do it. it doesn't matter. It was too long. It was a season worth of time. <laughs> and now, if you wanna, if you wanna make a fake you know, uh, make, makes a show like this. Like I loved FX's 
the people versus OJ Simpson. That was really that good. was really good because it was real actors. It wasn't just some guys that have have handlebar mustaches and a tiger in their backyard, dude. So I everybody and their mom's been in on this. I'm not hating on you for getting into it. I'm just saying personally, I will never get into it. Yeah, man. Listen, it's not for everyone, but I would highly recommend eventually sitting down at least trying it. But all right. So what have you been pinching? Me, I have uh, been watching a little bit. We just finished uh, the most recent episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is very sad because I love I love Brooklyn Nine Nine so much. Are you caught up on the ongoing season currently? Yeah, yeah, I'm up through season seven. Okay, so yeah, no, I'm I'm caught up completely. I've seen it through a couple times. Okay, uh, but I actually uh, started rewatching, and what a perfect time to rewatch. Last Man on Earth. With, I tried it. I didn't like it. You got to give it like four or five episodes. I gave it. If you I gave it two it. seasons. Okay. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you've you've decided. Uh, you have decidedly decided you didn't yeah. like it. Honestly, I'm yeah, not a big fine. Will Forte guy. Really? I think yeah. he's a pretty funny guy. But I mean, I understand I, that. That's my a, biggest issue was that I just I don't know if it's called the Last Man on Earth. Be the Last Man on Earth. Yeah, that was my issue yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, but like he was for like half an episode. You know, like I mean, <laughs> yeah, obviously, half an episode, obviously, yeah. but obviously the show would have been the most boring show. Well, I thought it was going to be him being the last male on Earth. Is what I, when I went into that show thinking gotcha. it was going to be him, he was the last male on Earth and everyone else was gotcha. women. And yeah, the, but it's Will Forte, so that would have been very displeasing to all the women <laughs> left on Earth. <laughs> uh, no, but just for like a kind of a ramp up for folks, it's essentially... Will for it starts with Will Forte just driving around going going to Tucson and and he's uh you know everybody's dead from from this virus that comes around it's um it's a little spooky within the current state that we're in but <laughs> and uh, and folks kind of start coming to him. there's not a many but there's a few extra folks that that kind of come in and it kind of kind of displays this this story with only seven to ten people potentially on Earth at, at any given time so. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, I've been drinking, bud. Mick Ultra, dude. Solid. Nothing, you know, gotta gotta watch the gotta watch the calorie intake, bro. Doing a lot of sitting when I'm not uh, not working and whatnot. So just Mick Ultra. Nothing fancy. Nothing high class. What about you? You've been drinking anything? Yeah, anything man. So actually, you're... a local beer from Murfreesboro, right down the street from our uh, alma mater, from Steel Barrel Hop Springs Frost Crushable Ale. I had never tried it. I was at the gas station. You know, we were trying to be in and out real quick. We had to get gas. You know, I wanted some beer for dinner. So we went in and, you know, trying to keep social distance. From beer everybody. for dinner is always there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you need a beer, bud? There you go. So if alcohol cleans the outside, it'll, I guess it'll clean the insides. But anyway, so yeah, it was the only Can't beer. Can't hurt to try. Yeah. So, I mean, the, this gas station didn't have any, like, special beers, all Bud Light. And it was the only one I'd never tried. So I tried it. Really good beer. You know, when they called it a crushable ale, I was like, why? I wonder why it's called that. Man, I drank this. I was like, I could chug this. I'm like, oh, Crushed that's it? why it's crushable. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on now. What snaps our stick? By, brought to us by Sierra Nevada. Um, I guess I made you start last week because I brought some wheat sauce to the table. I'm really pleased with my sports one this week. I like it. Not super as much pleased with my uh, my quickly brought together non-sports. But my sports one. Why in the world do the major sports in this country not get together and coordinate their sports seasons? I feel like that's this is now is the perfect time to where we don't have to have three overlapping sports at one time and then a dead period. We could have sports year round where we never have to miss any sports because they're all perfectly planned seasons. I just don't understand why that's not a thing. I mean, it's not like basketball can't be played in the summer. You know, it's not yeah. like it's not like I mean, obviously football is the one that like really hits home. Is that they don't need to play in the dead heat of summer because of all the gear they're wearing yeah. and stuff. They football plays a fo- football at the perfect time, but even baseball, like it is really hot outside. Yeah, in, in, that's in the main reason why I don't like going to baseball games. Right, right. Sometimes I mean, it's you unbearable. Gotta go to night games and and so like when even, you sit in left field at the Sound Stadium, you die out there. Exactly. So I just don't understand why there's not like coordinated sports seasons and how we can't get that into play. Snaps my stick. It's always frustrating because, like, 
mid-July, there's like nothing on, nothing yeah. to do unless you want to watch a baseball, which in <laughs> mid-July you don't because yeah. it's garbage baseball that time of year. So that's an my stick. What do Not you much on like other, any other time of year for baseball. Exactly. Well, I mean, you get to October, it gets a little more exciting with yeah, playoffs a little involved, bit. Like, but like still, I get what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, and this is a recent one and I've seen a lot on social media. We can't rush sports back too soon. I get everyone. We all miss sports. You know, we know how it feels. We want yeah. sports back. Oh, yeah. But everyone's saying, oh, let's just bring it back. What's the big deal? No, guys, because here's what happens. If you rush it back, it gets worse. Then we're going to be without it for a lot longer. Right. Well, and then if and if you start you start having to, like, chop up seasons and stuff, like, yeah. the integrity of this sport is lost in itself. Yeah, as well. honestly, because here's the thing. If we were to bring a shortened NHL season... Let's be honest. Whoever wins that cup, every other team, every other fan is going to say it's going to. Everyone's going to want an asterisk next to it. Uh, so you only played thirty games, or what? You know, yeah. like, and it's it it does it uh, it it sucks. I think the I'm best not- thing to do is to straight up cancel all the current seasons that are going on. And I would even consider. I mean, I would consider canceling this this NFL season if it doesn't get better within the next two three months, or just or just. I mean, if it depends on when you can get it started and stuff. But I mean, if you can get it going, if you want to, yeah. if you want to start the season with the reduced season, yeah. And here's that's the thing: fine. nobody is but don't start and stop. I that's wouldn't even say that. Problem. Nobody is saying that these sports have to end at a certain time. Really, just start postpone the season and then just. I mean, okay, so now what? What's well, what's the worst but that the happens? biggest. Well, the biggest problem. I hear what you're saying that there is no like a law that football season has to go from this time to this time. It's the ultimate like everything that needs to happen within a league year that are like written into these CBAs and these yeah. contracts need to. Yeah, happen no, listen, it's not going to be easy. Time frame. Yeah. Well, so like you have time frames built into those. So like just. Oh, we're just going to push it back. Well, then you don't only push back that particular season. Yeah. You push back everything that comes up. And yeah. so so I hear you. I think it's one of those things that like if the NFL needs to decide, okay, we're going to do an eight-game season, then that's what they need to do yeah. if they if they were desperate of getting football onto the field. But realistically, those are going to be the best eight games in football. Yeah, because dude, like, every game will matter. I mean, in football already, every game matters, but for fantasy purposes – Holy crap, dude! Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. So, why would you? Have, why would you? Why would you bring up fantasy at a time <laughs> like this, Bobby? Because now, like, all this is coming to be real with like the potential of no fantasy as well. Yeah. So, like, I've been working real hard. People with good dynasty team. teams, you know, they're losing a year. I know. Uh, a year of their players. Shut up, Bobby. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, what's your non-sports? My non-sports is super easy, and and being uh. Being an essential worker that has to go to work and traffic's been a lot better lately, you would think that the very few people that are, I guess, also considered essential and have to go to work would realize that not only do you have the entire interstate to drive, that you don't have to drive slow in the fast lane anymore because there's nobody in any of the other lanes. Why are you going slow in the passing fast lane? Yeah. I, I know, I, I just, I felt like I had to bring it up because we hadn't brought up it, uh, shitty driving in a while, Bobby, and we, <laughs> that's our, that's our staple. Yeah. And so driving slow in the fast lane, I found, I found that, look, if you were driving the speed limit, then you should not be in the fast lane. You should be yes. passing. You should be hitting me at at least 75 or 80 in that fast yeah. lane. Otherwise you can go at plenty of speed in any of the other three lanes that are beside you. And the other side of that argument, well, not really the other side, but another view on that is, you know, I'm a slow driver. My, my, my rule is no more than nine miles an hour over. So I keep- I generally am myself. Yeah. I keep to the right lane, the, the, the slow lane. What infuriates me is when I'm in the slow lane and there's a dude riding my riding ass. Down. Yes. Obviously there is, yes. That's why I said in the fast yeah, lane. Like, dude, get, you have room in the fast lane. Get go on over, over. Go over there. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's rude. It's dangerous. It's scary for everybody yeah. involved. Like we're all going at very minimum 60 to 70 miles an hour. Like. Obviously, it's clear from the way you're driving up on me that you didn't pass science class, <laughs> but like a lot of us did. And so like we understand what that's going to cost. So, yes, absolutely. It's it's dangerous not going with the flow of traffic within your lane. And so it pisses me off and it snaps my stick. 
Boom. All what right. you got, Bob? Apparently, uh, apparently, you know, this one's going to piss some people off. Oh, for sure. All you wannabe English majors out there that think they can be writers. The Dead Poet Society is a shit movie. Quick question. The lead role is changed from Robin Williams to Johnny Depp. Oh, Johnny. Uh, it's better? <laughs> it's better. Not great. It's still a bad movie. I just wanted to highlight the uh, reason you hated the movie the most part is because you hate Robin Williams. Yes and no. Yes, I dislike Robin Williams greatly. He is not funny. He's not a good actor. He is bad line. I have firmly believed He's that dead. every single thing, every single thing Robin Williams has ever done in his life as an actor, Bill Murray could have done better. There was sure. not a single role he's done that Bill Murray can't do better. First of Same all. Same cannot be said the other way around. First of all, Bill Murray is, that, I mean, why would you tout the king here, bro? Bill Murray is the dopest man. Yeah. Of course he could have done better. He's Bill friggin' <laughs> Murray, dude. Like, yes, I agree with you there. But let me hit you with this, Bobby. Flubber. <laughs> Bill Murray would have done better. No, yeah, nobody. Actually, you know, nobody could have done, done better. You know who actually would have done better? And not to, to bring the king down, I feel like, and this is a, out of uh, left field, John Goodman would have killed it in Flubber. No, no. I will tell you this right now. Nobody would have killed it in Flubber. That's the <laughs> most garbage movie on the history of Earth, bro. Flubber's terrible. Flubber's <laughs> terrible. But yeah, no, go ahead. Dead Poet Society. So the movie wanted to bash a lot of people's favorite movies. Yes. Go ahead. My goal here is not to bash Robin Williams. That is a for a now listen. The tragedy of his death, I I understand. Sure, sure. we're not. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the movie itself. It wouldn't matter if you had an all-star cast in the movie. The movie was bad. Oh, Captain, my Captain. And people want to make it seem good because you watched it in high school and you people think people think that if they like it, that it makes them seem more intelligent than us and it puts you up on this pedestal no the movie sucks to be fair they definitely are more intelligent than us <laughs> by just being <laughs> so <laughs> i mean not only does robin williams lead character cherry pick all of his lines that he uses to convince uh, these kids convince these kids he is one of the leading causes of one of his students sexually assaulting a girl because right before he kiss makes out with this uh passed out chick he says "Ooh, seize the day <laughs> like yeah no that that is not the time to seize the day bro i don't know that that's completely fair to put that on robin williams <laughs> lots no, of kids listen, that, the kid of- would have the, the kid would have been a sexually assaulted later in his life definitely but but, but then the kid the kid who kills himself is like seize the day it's like what are you seizing man to be fair did he say seize the day or did he say carpe diem one who, who who the hell knows man <laughs> Okay, so coming out, coming out hard of on uh, Dead Poets. But Society. also, he wasn't hired as a life coach. He was hired as a literature teacher. But he's be- not teaching. He literally told him to throw out the books in the first day. Bobby, to be fair, when you're saying words, all words comes from books. <laughs> but there go anything is literature class, bro. I mean. To be fair Carpe to diem, you. bro. Carpe diem, bro. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I hate that movie, and honestly, I can't stand when people say they like the movie because either. They have bad taste or they're a liar. Well, now that we've officially got all of our cat fans out of here, we've got all of our Dead Poet Society fans out of here, all of the kite folks are out of here, I guess it's time to tell them what we learned, man. Did you learn anything in particular that you want to bring up to the peoples? I learned that there are actually people out there that want to lick the cat. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I I learned that we have zero clue what the Ultron superpower is. We just call it the Ultron power. So close this out of here, bro. <laughs> okay, uh, you'll you'll find the name of the power on the, on Twitter. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter and to vote on this week's draft. And he's Brandon Bond. I'm Bobby Butler. This has been another episode of Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. See ya. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pox Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pox Out Pod.